Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And then she's doing a little dirty talk. And then I tell a joke. I was like, oh, yeah, your triceps are so fucking sexy. <laughs> and she went, no. Oh, my God, no. And she pushed me off and rolled over. Sometimes. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We are the podcast to be with you wherever you are out in this world. Go ahead and share us so other people can laugh and have a good fucking time. If you don't, hey, man, you're going to hell. <laughs> and... <laughs> We have Ed Park VP, Hello, recurring, recurring co-host. Um, obviously, New Year's just passed. Christmas just passed. Last episode, we talked about literally, it was basically my therapy session. Of the fucking, <laughs> that is my therapy too. Bro. The fucking eight days of just absolute fucking torture. Did you, did you uh, celebrate New Year's? Yes, luckily. Or the New Year, which I figured out it's not Happy New Year's, it's Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I, that's what I... I didn't know I that. Assumed. I mean, how many years are there? I know. It's like the dumbest <laughs> thing. Like somebody made fun of me. They're like, New Year's? I'm like, yeah, bitch, what? Like, it's like, it's Happy New Year. And then I stopped and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, yeah. Why? There is no S at the end of it. This is fucking, Why grammatically, it this plural? makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I had no fucking idea. I just found out this year. Merry Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthdays. <laughs> Happy Halloweens. <laughs> I'm just gay, yeah. dude. <laughs> Happy Halloweens. <laughs> Happy New Year's! Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Is. Yeah, that's maybe that's probably where you picked it. Up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw um, I saw the boy and the heron. Oh, um, what did you think? 
So <laughs> I went in super excited. And then, because I went with Sora and Stevie. And then I realized they bought the Japanese language movie. Mm. I wanted to see the Hollywood A-listers do the voices. Oh, is it English? Me, yeah. I know this is controversial with anime. I like dub. Oh, really? I'm a dub guy. You know why? Because I love watching the animation. Oh, yeah. I'm sick and tired of reading shit when there's like animation happening. I'm a yeah. big fan of the drawings, yeah, the yeah, illustrations. Yeah. So for me, I'm a big fan of dub. Except One Punch Man. It's the worst dub I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we go in there and... As we're watching it, for me, I'm a little annoyed because I got to read and I can't see the animation, which, by the way, was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, Disney Disney has never and could never, just won't I put mean, that effort in. You know, the thing about, like, The Boy and the Heron, too, or just any kind of um, Miyazaki film is that you could, technology can get as great as it is, right? But mm -hmm. the thing about what 3D technology is trying to do is trying to replicate real life. Yeah. Right. And you're trying to replicate something that already exists. Mm -hmm. With 2D, there is no limits. Yep. Right. And I'm not talking about stuff like uh, Ninja Turtles or, you uh, know, Across the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse. Those two movies are the ones that are, that are going to issue uh, like in a new decade of really great aesthetically different animations. Because yeah. for the past 20 years, every fucking 3D animated movie looks the same. Exactly. That's why they call them all Pixar. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah. it's made by DreamWorks. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad with the direction that Hollywood's going with that. Anyway, sorry. Dude. Yeah. And you know, like 2D films, like specifically, if you guys go to Japan and you go to just, if you walk by a theater, half the movie posters are animation films. Animation films. It's, it's really integrated into the culture, mm -hmm. right? Which I was actually shocked about. So we're not, and obviously everybody's getting really excited to see any type of Miyazaki film. Yeah. And you know, he never fails. Like it's, yeah. it's just a, it's like, it's literally moving art. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like the amount of detail and the frame by frame like animations they do, like the fucking um when his dreams when the fires are coming up, that's fucking hand drawn. Yeah. That's so insane. Yeah. And while I was appreciating all of that and having to read, yeah. I got lost. I can't understand the story. Oh, for me, I, maybe it's because I've only watched sub. So I, I read pretty fast too. Mm -hmm. So I could like scan and then look up, scan, look up. But um, sometimes for me, when I listen to dub, because there are things in language that doesn't translate very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so when it becomes dubbed, it's, it's things I get even more distracted because it sounds off, right? Something's not right. It's not matching up to the movements and what they're doing. And they're doing their, the best that they can. And I think it's decent. Mm -hmm. um, the only dubbed Miyazaki film that I enjoyed was actually uh, Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. was the only one that I enjoyed. That's also one of Miyazaki's films that could literally be live action. I wish there yeah. was a live action version of it that. It really fucking could. But you know what it is that I actually realized that I enjoyed about um, Boy and the Heron was when I walked in and I learned it was sub, I was a little iffy because yeah. here's another controversial take. I'm not a fan of Kabuki theater. Oh, really? I don't like that style of it of acting yeah. now it's cultural that is japanese style acting yeah but there you're not going to meet a japanese person that talks that way yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. they do you know the when they get mad they yeah. roll their tongue yeah, yeah 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 and then and then when i saw boy in the heron subbed it was like they weren't doing that yeah, yeah they yeah. were acting yeah voice acting and it was just them being real and then i saw godzilla minus one which is a damn near perfect film yeah 
But why it's not that great for me? I couldn't stand acting. Yeah. It's the kabuki theater aspect of it. I felt like if you acted more realistic, I felt like I could have been drawn in towards the emotions. It felt ham-fisted because of the big face emotional acting and the loud voices yeah that, okay, so like I to put it in perspective for people like imagine you guys watching a single cam a single cam series but they're acting as if they're doing multi-cam acting and that's mm. what it feels like mm. you know for that kabuki style it's like what the it's from fuck? The old stage theater yeah they're old they had operas and such right yeah and but they that's the thing with theater. So you go to Shakespearean in England, and it's the same. They'll tell you to big, make big faces, mm-hmm. loud voice, make big gestures, because back in the day, it was just one person on this giant stage. Right? Yeah. No PA system or none of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, like Hollywood, you know, they used to talk like this. and right? Yeah. Oh, you know? yes. Over time, it evolved because it was just more accepted to be grounded and realistic, right? And and Korea adopted that as well. Korea has like a their own version of kabuki. It's yeah. in K dramas. Yes. Yeah. So if you watch Korean films and you see a K drama and they act completely differently, yeah, it's that one or the other kabuki theater such. So it reminds me of like um, the Last Samurai, Tom yeah. Cruise. I, I I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It's one of my favorite movies. When the Japanese actors are speaking English to Tom Cruise, great acting. They're great. All of them great actors. And then when they're talking to each other, and all of a sudden they start acting differently in kabuki theater, and blah, 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 blah. yeah, I'm like I get thrown off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is kind of like where I was sitting with Godzilla minus one, near perfect. I just wish it was better acting, but you gotta see. It. And you'll see this with a lot of adaptations, right? Mm. Uh, specifically, anime adaptations. You you have real human beings here. Yeah, but then they have plastic wigs on you know what right, i mean and then right. how they react they're also trying to create this very specific humor that you see in 2d animation and it's allowed to be exaggerated because of the right. city like all these stars are popping out or whatever and it makes sense it's very jarring when you see that with people <laughs> right it do- it's so yeah. fucking weird yeah and look i know a while back we were supposed to do that one piece review oh yeah i forgot but then, lo and behold, the former studio that I was with lost it all. So we actually did review it. We reviewed <laughs> it, and it was it was gone. It's all gone. Right? And I don't even know the stuff that we talked about anymore because we watched it so far back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we should even talk about it now. Do you even remember? The show? Yeah. Or the things I said about it. It yeah. was basically, we talked about how they had that wide-angle lens that... Okay, well, let's, like let's she, talk about it. Just okay. because I feel like... I've had enough. So when these things happen, right? This happened to me twice. It happened with a Batman review Mm -hmm. and it happened with One Piece. Right. And I get so pissed because I don't think people understand when you guys ask us to do movie, which I really enjoy, it takes a lot of time, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like for me to sit and watch something two or three times, get my notes right and kind of like get hyped up about the things I want to talk about. And then to do that again is very hard. It's hard. Right, kind of sucks. <laughs> you know how long the Batman is? Yeah, for me to watch that twice, this watched it three times. Yeah, <laughs> in theaters, I, in theaters, it was exhausting. <laughs> you know, and, no. but I have to watch it twice because I watch once to enjoy, and second time I try to see what I'm looking for or what I want to see in it. Right? Yeah, and it's so difficult. Look, 
a lot of people liked the one like the One Piece series, right? So much, in fact, that it's having a second season with almost like twice the budget or something. Good for them, right? I guess I forgot how much it was per episode, but it was like two million dollars an episode or something. Really, the budget for this one that came out, um, it was really fucking high. So, okay, let's talk about the stuff that I enjoyed about it. It's probably one of the better live action anime series that yeah. I've seen in a long time. Now, a lot of people. You know, some of the stuff that people disliked, I kind of disagreed with. Like, there were some people complaining about um, who the, the, the casting for people, right? Right. But people also forget that when, you know, just because you see things in anime and everybody's speaking Japanese, they're not all Japanese. Right, right, right. Because right. Luffy is from Brazil. Brazilian. Yeah, right? he's yeah. Brazilian. So they, I think they casted really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue that I always have with these series, specifically when it came to uh, the One Piece series, is I fucking hated the costume design (laughs) and look whoever was the costume designer i'm pretty sure you had to make do with which i mean this is something it's still very new and nobody has done it that well yeah costume designing anime is so difficult because this shit is weird as fuck yeah (laughs) nobody dresses like this nobody looks like this and they're supposed to make it look right and i know they do that in like marvel films right where everything's but they don't have Marvel's budget, or even if they did, they they're whoever does Marvel's shit is really fucking good. Yeah, and it's not just the costume; it's the way that it's everything done in post to make it look that way, mm-hmm. right? Which they didn't do here. Yeah, right. So when you have somebody like Luffy, where he's wearing this bright red vest and these pants, it all just looks like one solid color. Yes, right. There's, There's very no, solid colors. Throughout no that. texture. No nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that to me was very very jarring. The wigs plastic looking as fuck <laughs> it looked like an anime convention yeah it was you know cosplay and right shit, yeah and i'll tell you this there's probably cosplay people that could have done it better yes way better we, yeah and i've seen it right so when i look at this and it just it looked like a fan made film yeah right and i was expecting more from it and then i don't know though like when, when you say fan made film but it sometimes it feels like are the creators fans of the show yeah <laughs> right now, I, that's a, just a genuine question for me. Well, uh, we don't know. Right? We don't know. Yeah. Um, because I didn't grow up watching One Piece. Uh, after Dragon Ball, <laughs> I just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. And then, um, so this came out, and I and I and this is the, my first experience with One Piece. And for me, it's just, okay, accepting it for what it is in live action, which was fine. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know if it was for me or not, like, because it was, there was a, like a Pirates of the Caribbean vibe, big adventure, the open seas, all of that, right? And then it would be like the Power Rangers, yeah, with like the fight scenes yeah. or like some of the acting or such. So it, I felt like maybe it was like it couldn't really m- figure out what its identity was. Yeah, 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 show. yeah. Because you have to make it palatable for the Western audience. The, I mean, we could get into this too, right? The editing was not very good. <laughs> like some of the transitions, the fight choreography, yeah. and look, they actually did a, you know justice to a lot of things. I could tell like some of the cast members were probably fans of the show, yeah, because they did some like very unique things, like when they were calling out the 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 attacks and stuff, which I thought was it actually worked kind of well. But there was this one scene that I saw that bothered me so much. It was when Luffy was fighting um, Arlong, and in the series, Arlong is like the shark face dude. 
right? And there was this weird transition where he's going to like pillar to pillar and he like flips up. He's clearly doing a flip and it was like the 80s thing where, where Mr. Miyagi does a flip yeah. and so a new person pops up. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what fucking year am I in right now? What, what, what is with this bullshit transition? And we talked about this when we talked about it before. Hey, guy, can you use a different lens besides a yeah. fucking 17 mil? Or like, it, what was that? Everything was crazy wide and then they shove in. I think it's because they got the same DP that did the Umbrella Academy. Uh, that dude is just a fan of fucking wide ass lenses. And he gets right up in people's faces with this wide fucking lens. Dude, and like the, the problem too that I don't know what this guy was fucking thinking about that is that if you choose to use shoot in wide format, guess what has to be on point? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> you can't hide shit. Yeah. Right? You can't hide the shitty plastic looking set design, right? Which, by the way, the set design was not very good. It was mixed between amusement park and cartoon. Yes. Where it was like, that's that's what I'm saying with the, the identity of this. Like, is it like pirates or is it like Power Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, you have to understand too, when you, you take a huge risk when you shoot that fucking wide, right? Mm -hmm. Which, we'll, we'll get into the other issue of why, why they chose that angle. Like, world building is very, very important, right? Mm -hmm. When you take tight shots and you kind of just, and it's obviously blur and bokeh obviously adds like a certain beauty to it, but it also allows like us to hide the mistakes that we see in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. Or the background, right? Yeah. And so... For example, if you guys watch the series, right, there's this part where they're in the Navy base and they're walking down this hallway. It looks like a, an office space or something. <laughs> it doesn't look like, an, like a Navy base, like a naval yeah. base. You know what I'm saying? It just looks like a hallway that we could have shot anywhere. Yeah. It just was so bad. And also, too, when they shot in the in the town square where they were kind when they were trying to free Zorro, it just looked like dirt and buildings around. It could have been shot anywhere. There, there wasn't much detail to that said at all i i don't get and they spent yeah. so much money it's like two million an episode or something like that it was ridiculous where did the fucking money go it wasn't the costume damn i mean like like i said for me because it was my first experience of one piece i'm like hmm. and then i, I went back to watch because netflix put all a bunch of fucking episodes of the anime and i'm like dude i love this shit yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but then i'm realizing yeah the for what it is like the chibi faces and all that like or those the, the things that anime has that makes it culturally what it is or whatever i, I just don't think it translate live it action doesn't. like that art is that art it is that medium for that reason and what doesn't translate the most is series that you adapt that's heavily based on humor mm -hmm. it's very hard to translate a foreign language humor into another language yeah. and then on top of that because of how animations like anime specifically does humor it's not based on the words per se yeah it's based on the theatrics the stars the things coming out somebody drop it's very charlie chaplin right yeah, 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 yeah. but done in a exaggerated 2d format how do you get to translate that to real people right mm. it's very difficult and by the way just to go back to the wide lens why the fuck are you using such a wide perspective on a single on somebody <laughs> angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier easier. Start the good habit at trifume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. What is that? They love doing the spinning shit. I mean, like, if if it if the director wanted, I mean, that's I don't know what to say. Honestly, it's just like these are the choices they made. Yeah, and that's what it is. And I, I just want to talk to him. Was like, why did you choose that? Is it is it something like I don't get it? Like I don't understand the logic behind it. And there are people who don't even watch film and even they didn't like it they're like yeah. why is it i don't understand like they yeah. don't know why they don't like the way it looks exactly i was watching with my roommate he grew up on one piece after the first episode he was just like what is that called a fish islands yeah <laughs> he was bothered by it he was like why do they keep using it and he was asking me as like a film question i was like i don't know dude yeah. i hate it too yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but say like, like somebody like that who doesn't know they just know something is off and it's there's off. something wrong yeah. right and so it kind of makes me wonder, like, what's with these choices? I think the idea is that because a wide lens warps, you know, in, in a certain way, especially when you get up close, because it's a cartoon, they wanted to warp their faces a bit and ex- over-exaggerate these angles, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, for me, is a, a little lazy. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Like I mentioned before, the best anime live-action film is Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's not even based off an anime but fucking, you know, um, that's one Edgar, of my top Edgar ten Wright, favorite movies right? of all time. That's yeah. the direct Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah, he's just the 
fucking great filmmaker and you yeah. know how to get it done. Yeah. You know, and and you know, you would see something like Netflix doing that, right? Uh, I mean, uh, One Piece. I can see them just rushing the shit out of it. Yeah. Let's go next shot, next shot, next shot. Because there's a there's a lot. There's yes. a lot, you know, packed into these episodes, mm-hmm. right? So for me, it could be like the rush of it, filming everything as quickly as they can. And, I, and you know, like I said, a lot of people too will make the comparison like, well, it's the best one that's out there. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's a it's a very uh, positive way of uh, of taking things yeah. in. It's yeah. Like, I can get kicked in the dick or balls. Both of them suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what, are you, what are you telling me right now? It's a, there, I, I, yeah, I've seen tweets that are like, what a time to be alive. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive. You could say that about certain Marvel films. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But this, like I, like I said, is probably one of the better ones out there, but I still didn't like it. Yeah. Right? If you want to see one that's that'll make you like this series, go watch the Full Metal Alchemist live action. Okay, I got it. I still haven't seen it. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> You okay, got, then I don't want to watch that. You have to watch it because... Just to laugh? Because Full Metal Alchemist is so humorous. Right. Right? Half the stuff is humor. For example, there's this there's this uh, theme that goes on if you watch uh, Full Metal Alchemist where um, Ed- Edward, El- he he's short. Oh, and I've so, never seen the show. Oh, so when they make fun of him, right, he gets super angry that he's short and then it exaggerates. His head blows up. Right. Sharp teeth come out. Like, don't call me short, chibi yeah. or whatever, whatnot, yeah. right? They try to replicate that humor, and it's just a person just shaking, going, "Don't call me short!" And it's so awkward in English or Japanese. In Japanese, Japanese. But even in Japanese, it's just terrible. But that's what I'm saying is that's that kabuki part. Right? Yeah. In Godzilla minus one, there are some scenes that get utterly ruined by the way the way these people are acting. But then I realize like the hype behind. Godzilla minus one is because Western audiences don't know what kabuki theater is. They just think uh, that's how Japanese people act. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go to Japan, they're like, oh, these people are really quiet. Yeah, they're really quiet. They just go, oh, so, 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 so. Yeah. <laughs> that's all they say. They just go, oh, so, 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 so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese people are more monotone as like a culture yeah. generally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they perform, when the camera's on, when when they're dancing, when they're singing, dude, it is a thousand percent effort. Yeah, that's yeah, kabuki yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're, we're, we're kind of used to seeing. Yeah. Also, too, what I disliked that there was a lot of shots that that made it into One Piece that shouldn't have been there. Famously, I mean, this guy did it on TikTok too, where Zoro fucking rolled <laughs> yeah. and his sword bent in half, and they left that shit in there. Yeah, and we noticed that off jump. Like I was like, yeah. what the fuck? He got this plastic sword and it bends in half, and they go. Good shot. Next Leave shot. It in. Next take. They probably go. didn't have another version of that specific shot, so they had That's to what leave I'm guessing it in, too. Which is bad. But at it, the same time, like, then take that Netflix money and fix that shit like that Chinese kid on Instagram. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Why not that? <laughs> Why not that? I mean, he, boy did it in After Effects. You yeah. Know? So there, there are some things, like, I've had to do some shit for, like, big ads because someone put, like, gaff tape on the logo, right? And then the the network came to me and they were like the guy's fucked up like mm-hmm. can you remove these i had to go through this commercial go frame by frame removing this fucking tape how right? and nobody's ever gonna notice what i've done yeah and i saved this the the, the whole campaign like hundreds of thousands of dollars because uh it was a uh, i can't i guess i could talk about it it's been 10 years yeah it was dude perfect oh and really was, they were gonna get on top 10 sport on sports center oh wow and so they made it in collaboration with a famous sports drink and these guys do perfect to 
because it was sponsored by the sports drink. Mm-hmm. They had a, they lazily taped up the logo, and then the sports drink company was like, "We're not gonna, we're not going through with this. You put all this tape over it, dog. Frame by frame by frame by frame, cleaning that shit up. How long did that take? I'm gonna say like 48 hours. God damn. Yeah, straight. That's insane. I have to, like we have to. Yeah. Like or this is fucked and a lot of people get fired. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking insane, yeah. man. So those are the things like in post that shit will come up and they're just like got to you got to do this. Like you have to and you're just like fuck. I mean, it's a holiday, it's the weekend and I mean, editing is a skill and such a craft and it's so tedious, right? And I heard like AI is going to help out a lot with that type of shit. Yes, it's I already. Mean, it's it's already made it a lot easier. Like I'll I'll put this in perspective, right? So if you guys go back and you watch this video that I did uh, in Taiwan, right? And I took all this equipment. I shot everything by myself. I'll never do that shit again. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, what LUTs did you use for that? I was like, there was no LUTs then, dog. Yeah. I had to fucking color it myself, right? You guys now have this ability Dude. to find other video creators who have a specific color scheme that's similar to something that you like, and you slap it on and make minor adjustments. Um, Pionte style. Yeah. It was like the day after Dan got a red scarlet right what are lutz yeah <laughs> you go back and watch it it's like bland as fuck yeah it's like we keep trying to turn up the contrast and all that shit it's like it was hard for us to figure out back then yeah it, it was so difficult we we and now the phone right here all of it yeah you know i put myself 10 grand in debt for my camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you know i put myself in more debt to buy the lettuce 35 to yeah. put dslr lenses i was like we were Dan and I were the first few in Seattle to run around with these SLR lenses on our fucking handy camps and shit. Yeah, and you know, for like young creators too, right? Um, you know, everybody's thing is that, oh, I need better equipment, I need better equipment. Every person I know that said it has been the worst shooter I've ever seen in my life. Because mm. they think <laughs> that the equipment is going to help them compose shots better to understand yeah. lighting. All that stuff right there, you should be able to shoot great stuff with your phone, mm-hmm. right? I mean, obviously it's going to look like you shot on a smaller sensor, but if you understand lighting, you you, you just, you, you win. Lighting and composition. Yeah. Composition is everything in your hand and like how you set up the shot and shit, mm-hmm. you know? Like there was a, I forgot what it was. I mean, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, go, going back to that, it's like, you know, when somebody asks me in a comment, it doesn't irritate me if they go, what lens are you shooting on? It doesn't fucking matter. Mm. I could tell you what lens I'm shooting on. It's a, it's a shit lens. Ah, uh, I remember. Yeah. Sports Illustrated used to have this photographer uh, who would shoot all the swimsuit issues every year, right? But he got, he's he's been old now. I think it was, this was a story from the 2000s. Um, he's getting old and blind. Mm. But they still hire him to shoot all these swimsuit issues and they're still coming out. And apparently he uses... Those disposable cameras on film. Oh, shit. Yeah. And because he's blind, he just looks at that little viewfinder from what he sees, and he sees, like, like shapes. Blurred shapes, right? But as long as he knows that the light is right and that his shot being set up, the composition is there, because it's a point-and-shoot disposable, it's, like, infinity focus. Mm-hmm. Just And then he clicks it, and they fucking publish that shit. That's amazing. Years, you know? So, yeah, was it the camera? You know, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. You know, and like that's like everybody's biggest hiccup. Mm-hmm. They just always think that they need something better and better and better. And also, too, people aren't realistic that they suck. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen somebody come up to me and they're like, "Oh, yo, check out my portfolio. I want to shoot for you." And it's like the, the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not saying that. And like, but I'm what not. Do you tell them. 
huh? Yeah, go for it. Chase your dreams. <laughs> yeah, chase your dreams, dude. Give it a go, right? Like we have these conversations. It's like, it's hard to tell somebody that you're not going to make it, mm. right? And it's not because you don't have an ability to get better. It's because you actually just don't care, right? When I have conversations with people who want to go into film and they want to do all this other stuff, if you don't know or even watch film as much as I do, and I have no inclination to make a film, then what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Right? <laughs> if I ask somebody, who are your favorite directors? And they go, I don't know. That's funny, yeah. right? Because aren't you the one who wants to be a filmmaker? Right? What are your, what, like, why did you choose this lens or why do you like these lenses? Why do you like the way that it looks? And you don't even have to get into the technical aspects of like equipment and gear. Some of the people who I know who shoot the best, they don't know shit about gear. Yeah. They can't talk about gear. They just go, I like the 50, I like the 35, I like this, I like the way this looks, I like the way the, this, blah, blah, blah. And they'll do it in the most like rudimentary way possible. Like, have you seen um, Wakanda Forever? Uh, yeah. uh, what's, who's the director's name? Fucking. Why are we forgetting this? Straight from Oakland. <laughs> oh my He's god quick, wheels help us out here. i got you i got you i know this is so bad i feel so bad uh director who the f- like a fruit fail station ryan coogler yeah ryan coogler ryan coogler have you seen ryan coogler break down uh uh black panther wakanda forever Mm-mm. it's the fucking most hilarious thing ever <laughs> he goes all right so you know we finna get in here it's like shining our bald head right <laughs> and he's not talking about technical aspects but he knows what he wants to see as a yeah. filmmaker right and i say this because this is the shit that i used to call, I, like i could talk about equipment all day who the fuck cares yeah if you can't shoot right and that's me that's why i don't shoot anymore because <laughs> i'm very aware of my limitations as a as a shooter mm-hmm. and so i'm like okay i'm not trying to go out there and, and try to get these big jobs mm-hmm you know, like I'll save shooting for my own shit, mm-hmm. you know, because that's not my realm. And the other things that, you know, I have to figure out what I'm good at in the realm too. So that was another thing a lot of young kids do. I mean, it was, it was the way to do it to come up was you got to be the fucking, you got to know everything yeah. about, you got to learn to shoot. You got to learn to direct, you got to learn to copyright. You got to learn to edit. You got to learn, you know, color. You got to learn everything. You had to do all of it, lighting and all that stuff. So I'd show up to shoots or sometimes I'd have Dan help me, but it would be us with these giant fucking bags, like hundreds of pounds, going out and shooting shit, right? But then I remember I was at a shoot. It was for Hyundai, right? Um, and they brought uh, the that Porsche SUV with the big crane camera on it. Mm-mm-mm. They shoot all those like Batman movies and shit. So that was dope. And I was talking to a guy who, who was renting it out, and he was just watching them, making sure it was okay. But he was... Uh, away from the action and so he just strikes up a conversation with me he's like you're you know you're just getting into this he's like yeah i just came to la he's like so what do you do and i'm like oh you know i do it all like a direct shoot it and he's like i don't want to hear that shit tell me what you do yeah 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 and this is like you know a big white guy who's been in the business for like 30 years probably he's like figure it out man and he totally just dismissed me because yeah. he was like tell me what you do yeah. And you walked away and I was like, oh shit. And so that's where I was like, okay, I got to make a choice. Like, what are my strengths in this? Yeah. I can't stop. I start acting like I'm the best shooter. Yeah. That I, like, I know what I like looking at, but I'm not going to go around and I shoot mean, shit that I know is not up to par with anybody other shooter that I know. That's like the hard part for me. Like, when I shoot content, like, 
I think I'm so particular about things. And I had this, this huge gap where I know what I want to see. I don't know how to set it up though. Mm. And that's where I'm like, oh, this is where I don't study enough. Right. Mm. Because that's the part that you have to develop that taste. I know what my taste is. I know what I want it to look like. And I should, I'm like, he thought you look like, <laughs> and then it pisses me off. I'm and, like, what the fuck is happening here? And this is what I learned from being around, uh, a friend. He, he looks at, uh, a monitor and he doesn't see like the image. Yeah. He sees data. Yeah. <laughs> he sees the, the, the histograms and all that stuff. He sees where the light goes or, and all that shit. And then you, you would also know that he's a really super smart, like engineering kind of brain. And, um, and and just science and chemistry mm -hmm. and math and all that shit too. Like he looks at it like science, like photons coming down and bouncing off of different materials and the reflections that it makes and all that. That's mm -hmm. what he's calculating when he makes his shots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you can be that who's crazy technical to the T who programs everything from yeah. the start. And then you have, you know, just a blind old man who just, he, he knows, he knows yeah. it's going to come out good. Hey yeah. man, dude, he's dude, my favorite superhero, dude, autism boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yo>. He's like, <laughs> he is literally probably the smartest person I personally know. Now, you know what's so funny? Like, this is years ago. Listen, I don't use this word anymore, right? But, you know, when you fuck around with your friends, you, you do some shit. Yeah. And I actually didn't know very well at the time. And I joked the way that I joke. Mm -hmm. But we've had good interactions with each other. So there's this uh, taco spot. It was, used to be this dollar taco spot. It's still around. It's like $1.50 now. Inflation, whatever. Still delicious. Avenue 26. I'm driving by. I'm getting my late night tacos like a, you know, like a fat ass would. <laughs> I see driving in his one wheel, right? Yeah. And I look at him. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, nice one wheel, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking that you know, oh, shit. <laughs> we have rapport. <laughs> yeah. But nobody told me like this guy is different. Yeah. You know I mean? So he, he's he's just like riding in his one when he turns over, he just freezes up a little bit, kinda of stops. I'm like <laughs> he's probably like, uh, did I just get hate crime? Yeah, I'm like, it's me, it's David, right? But I don't think he knew how to compute what was right. happening. And I'm like, oh, this is we're different. You know, it's funny that you say that about him. Yeah. Because I brought Dan over to Fishbowl, not Dan, uh, my brother, uh, to Fishbowl, and it's there, right? And it's not a shoot or anything, we're just chilling. And so they're in the they're in the back, and they just met each other, so they're just talking or whatever. And from whatever conversa conversation I hear, I hear go, oh, like your mom? And then my brother's just like- Uh-oh. Yeah, like, and then I can see him tense up so and he's like- He's about to knock him out? Fist. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets up, turns, and just like lights a cigarette. Yeah. And he's shaking, right? And then turns and goes home. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> and I'm like, what was that all about? And he's like, I don't fucking know that guy. He's talking shit about our mom. Yeah. What the fuck? And I was like, God damn. Yeah. That human. He learned that from you. She <laughs> <laughs> almost caught him in so much trouble. Yeah, but I have rapport with people. <laughs> I thought I had rapport with him. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's a funny thing. Like we had long conversations yeah. in our apartment. We talked to each other, and so I was like, "Oh, I can call him a." F- <laughs> you know? I was like, "We're we're we're buddies," you know. That's a hilarious. And I was like, "Uh oh, he did not know my brother." Oh my <laughs> god! I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah. He's going to knock you He's out, dude. Knock you the fuck out. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's why I say, don't do as I do. Yeah. It's very hazard. It's, 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 it's hazardly. I walk around just walking on landmines all the time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> don't do what I do. But once again, like I grew up very specific. And, you know, this was early on. This was like, I want to say this is when I met Nate, when you guys just opened uh, Fishbowl Studios back in the day. So that was a long, that was 2014. That was a day, long yeah. time ago, dude. Yeah. So I would say like 2014, 2015. Dog, 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah! It's like oh, it's been that these years. Fu- it's been that fucking long, dude. Oh god! See, I've I've grown now, dude. Now I wouldn't do that. Never <laughs> do that. Right? Yeah, you never know who you're talking to. You can't just say any joke. And yeah. Who knows what they they're going through? It just like, it, times have changed a lot, dude. Like <laughs> I've I've definitely grown a lot since then, and I would never do that. But I don't know, man. Like I just I just thought I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> excuse here i I don't know what the fuck i was thinking dude yeah and it was a long time ago you're a different person now you would never call somebody no 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 (laughs) like have you like you know what i think about sometimes is like sometimes i just want to go back in time and redo certain things because of how embarrassing fuck yeah stop yourself from doing some shit yeah i I would just go back it's like hey don't do that Mm. like what are you doing like specifically some of the things that i want to do and look i'm a married man now i just want to go back in time and refuck somebody (laughs) Because of the just the terrible dick that I gave them, the fucking worst. I just want to go back and be like, "That's not me," you know. <laughs> I could do so much better. Man, that talks. That says how toxic I am. Because when I have that imagination, I'm just going back in time to smack the shit out of myself. Yeah, yeah stop being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't know, right? And it was like specifically during this time where I felt like. You know, you would just give terrible dick or whatever. And by the way, I've received some terrible fellation vagina from women too, right? Happens to the best of us. But nobody tells you these things, right? So you just think that everybody had a good time, right? (laughs) And so you're walking away feeling like you're the fucking man. And I go back and I start reassessing things. And I'm like, she did not have a good time. Yeah. And I found out you were in euphoria. I was in euphoria because <laughs> at the time when you're young, yeah. if if it's if you're inside a vagina, I'm doing it. Yeah, it's happening. I'm like God is real. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> having sex out of wedlock me, got me closer to God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like going back. I'm like, oh, that was she was not. Mm-mm. enjoying that at all was just starfish yeah it's like <laughs> why didn't she just say something right right i mean I, what, it's like maybe that was a little fake or maybe i'm just over analyzing things but i knew this because i dated this one girl and she was super fucking honest you know we were done i was like how was it she was like well, it was whatever <laughs> and i was like excuse me bitch i gave you my best move yeah. <laughs> you know like the part where i went in and then i went out <laughs> do i got i got nothing else up down left right that's it that's my only move that's all i got and then you know she was just like yeah you just kind of like just you know you just you're just pumping and i'm like and in my mind i'm like there's more <laughs> like, what, what am i supposed i'm really young too yeah. 
And then she started telling me about her preferences, what she likes and what she dislikes. And I'm like, oh my God, this one girl who, by the way, was the most toxic woman I've ever been with was the one that actually helped get my dick game better Right. because I was like, oh, there's things I have to do. Why is it the crazy toxic girls? Yeah. They, well, Why is it the crazy toxic girls? I don't know, but she changed my fucking life, dude. Because yeah. you know that thing above my hole? Like that's, <laughs> that's a clitoris. I was like. What the fuck? I thought that was a speed bag, bitch. Like, I, like, I had no idea. She's like, jelly bean. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? You know, she's like telling me all these other things, like, like how to use anatomy. my hands, like things, like how she was the first person that taught me how to like, you know, just like the dirty talking shit, which yeah. I did not fucking like. And I told the story of the podcast before where I, it's literally the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I'm bad at it too. That's not my, that's not my game. I like, she... I like it a little bit, but she was kind of, she was way more sexually experienced than I was. She was also six years older than me. Right. And so, <laughs> I hate telling the story. Ah! But we were in bed and then she was she was on top and then she started dirty talking. I've never done this before, right? <laughs> I just figured out what a clitoris was, right? <laughs> and so, she just goes like, <laughs> she went, <laughs> she goes, whose pussy is this? And I went, yours? <laughs> 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 And then she stopped. She was like, what? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Whose house is it? I didn't get a receipt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, then she was just like, okay, like we got to talk about it. And then she started talking about like, okay, you know, like, there's preferences or whatever. And she's the one who got me into like dirty talking here and there. I'm not like all the, you know, I'm not crazy with it, but you know, a few talking here kind of turns me on a little bit. Have you ever joked during sex and it was just the wrong time? Oh, plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like my number one redo. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I was hanging out with this girl. This was way back in Seattle, and then um, she was like, "We're flirting," and then she mentioned my triceps. She's like, "Oh, I love like your triceps. I like the shape of that, mm -hmm. whatever." Hey, that night, you know, we're doing the deed, and then she's doing a little dirty talk, and then I tell a joke. I was like, "Oh yeah, your triceps are so fucking sexy," <laughs> and she went, "No." Oh my God, no. And she pushed me off and rolled over. Sometimes <laughs> the jokes are worth it, though. Yeah. I'll tell you this, dude. I'll tell you this one. Never told anybody this one. There was a girl that I was with. I was hitting it from the back. And then she queefed, right? <laughs> and then one of my favorite movies of all time is White Chicks. Yeah. Right? So she did that. And I didn't fart back at her, right? But I just went, <laughs> right back at you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like a white chick joke. She was like, what the fuck? And I was like, you know what? White you know, chicks? Right? Like, what are you thinking about these two? Dude, I've never seen a pussy get so dry so fast <laughs> yeah. in my life. I didn't know that the, the liquid just could disappear from yeah. the that fast. That shit was dry as fuck. It felt like a it felt like a mechanic's hand gripping my dick. Like it shit oh, was no. so dry. I ruined that moment so bad. I was like, fuck. But if I that's actually a moment that I wouldn't go back in time and change though. Yeah. Because the joke was worth it. <laughs> the joke was worth it. I was completely okay with it. But yeah, there's there's just like things like when you're younger, you don't you don't realize what you're doing. I was just I was amazed that I got to see a vagina. <laughs> a vagine. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking real. It's just like the pictures. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I, this is the shit I masturbated. Yeah. Right. And I'd see it in person. I'm like, what this is fucking insane. It's just it's like it's way different from the first time you see a pussy. In the yeah, yeah. I remember looking at my first porno mag like, what? Mm. That's that's what they have like, oh. Huh? And then it's like the anatomy like they pee out of and poop out of that too. Like <laughs> I I remember like, just 
you know, after you hook up with your first person, you think all vaginas are going to look like that vagina. Mm-hmm. And then just they're all different they're shapes all and sizes. And they're like, oh, unique one... fingerprint. Yeah. It's a f- <laughs> every girl's vagina is a fingerprint. It's very unique. unique. I'm like, yeah. this one has a lot of flaps. This one's a little darker. This one's lighter. This one has no flaps. Like, <laughs> that one's prugogi. Yeah. I was like, wow, look at this. It's fucking amazing. I was actually kind of shocked. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do about hygiene? In terms of what? When a girl shows up unhygienic oh i've never had that never had i've never had a girl who was dirty like here's my thing too it's like before whenever i hooked up with somebody let's say like we they were at my hotel or something i would wash first Mm. and i think that would kind of set a cue that she would want to wash too so it would always start there yeah because i don't know like Oh, you don't know where the fuck i've been you don't know where the fuck you've been either so we would just i would i would shower and shit i would clean my dick first right and then she would just kind of join or do whatever but that's typically what would happen but i've never had like a weird smelling vagina or any of that stuff i've never had that ever one time one time <laughs> i don't even know if i should tell <laughs> just don't say names I, I went on a date and we had uh what's that thing we ate with uh robin Oh, the, the Yanbian, the Chinese, the Korean Chinese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, lamb. The lamb skewer. Lamb skewer. Oh, my God. I already know. Go ahead. Yeah. We had that for dinner. And back at her place, I was like, did you take some to go? Oh, my <laughs> God. It smelled like lamb. The exact same thing we had just eaten. Oh, really? I didn't know it was like that. Like, what is, are those spices that kind of potent? I guess. I had no fun. Fi- I actually just found out on my last podcast that you cannot get the flu from somebody else through their vagina mm. so you know you can just eat the shit out of it yeah apparently you can i for some reason i thought that if somebody has like the flu or a cold that if you Probably give them fuck. oral sex you shouldn't do it uh-huh. but apparently you can't get it like that interesting very fascinating <laughs> you're just gonna find somebody with the flu like i can't come over like oh we can work oh we out. can we can work it out <laughs> we, can, we can we can figure this shit out like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, that's the things too. It's like, I don't have a lot of regrets, but I definitely feel bad about just like not knowing the female anatomy. But once again, that's also because guys too, they don't ever, when guys talk about women when they're young, they only talk about their conquests. They never talk about the things that they don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah, when I went out, she's fucking girl. She was doing all this other shit. And I'm like, damn, that's all I gotta do too. Are we really paying attention in sex ed when it comes to the ovaries? Never. I don't think the guys are. I'm just giggling. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Exactly. I'm like, oh, look at that. They showed us a, a birthing video. Oh, my God. And oh. yeah. Oh. One dude, he got up from his desk and he went to teacher's shoot. He was like, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm lightheaded. Yeah. Can I go? Uh, can I go to the bathroom? She's like, all right. And then right there, boom, in front of the TV. And there's like a baby coming out of a vagina. This guy passed the fuck out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit was traumatizing when I first saw it. So much liquid. And some shit. Yeah. I didn't know. Shocking. But like, I, I would imagine now if I was trying to push some shit out of my conch, <laughs> like, like yes, I would mind that probably shit. I heard a lot of women are now opting to get uh, C-sections because like the healing process is a lot easier and it's also safer for the baby. I would imagine just and preserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, from what I understand, it zips right back up. Like yeah, time. the like, human body is stay, fast. It doesn't like stay the size of a baby's fucking cranium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the human body is amazing. I'm pretty sure it's going to feel a little different. Your hips are a little wider or whatever. But I, I don't know, man. Like when I talk to my female friends and they let me know all this other stuff about like childbirth, mm-hmm. they don't talk to us about this shit. 
You know what I'm saying? They make it sound like it's the most beautiful thing. No, it's not. We, it is absolutely not. We be there in the delivery room. Well, Mariel's not even sure she wants me there because mm. I scream. <laughs> I think she, she she's not sure she wants me there. Like, it's just I, be a distraction. <laughs> like I told her, like, well, if you get pregnant, like, can I be there? And she's like, I don't know if I want you there. She goes, you probably won't deal well with this shit. I'm like, first of all, that's fucking offensive. <laughs> I mean, I was like, no. What are you so dis- fucking disrespectful? Like, well, now I'm going to be there. Yeah. I'll scream my fucking head. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean, I was like, oh, what about me to hold your hand? She goes, I don't know if I want you there. And I'm like, dude, this is very disrespectful. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm just like talking to her. This is like the conversation we just had like uh, two weeks ago. I'm like, the fuck? What if I want to be there? Would you yeah. kick me out? She goes, probably. It's like, if you can't handle it, you're screaming. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to scream. I might, <laughs> but I don't know. But she you wasn't pass sure. Out. I might pass out. I Anything might pass. could happen. It's like shit and just fucking flew it all over me. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, the placenta. Do people do that though? Yeah. I don't know what that's about. The David Cho. Uh-huh. Uh, the last time he was on Rogan, he's talking about how his life changed because he's a multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah. He says he does his rich people thing to do is buy placentas and put them in a blender every morning and drink it. I feel like David Cho now has gotten to the point where like... He is, he, he kind of reminds me of the guy that is so uninteresting. He has to do things that make him interesting. Hmm. He's, he's like becoming that guy now. You know what I mean? He is, but he's that type of guy who will just about do anything though. Yeah. Already as it is. But then it's, it, I do know what you mean. Like, do you, know do you have to do this weird shit now? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I need something to talk about. Let me do some weird fucking shit so I could talk right. about it. I think, I mean, but since his, you know cancellation quote-unquote he's been out of the i think he's been out of the the line the news or whatever yeah i mean good kind of yeah. keep to yourself you know what i mean i mean it's just like a weird space for me to like with david cho like like i said i found him very interesting all of his stories yeah but now it kind of like ruins it because i was like you're a habitual liar i don't know if any mm-hmm. of this is real mm-hmm. i don't know what you're saying is honest or real so it kind of takes away from the fun of his stories for him the whole world is just a big show yeah and I think it's just like we're all just the audience. Yeah. And it's kind of like that Andy Kaufman idea of it doesn't matter if you're laughing. I'm laughing. I'm dying inside laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, I think for him, bombing is the funniest thing in the world. Mm-mm-mm. Right? And so he would purposely do shitty comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you look back and um, watch Andy Kaufman videos, you would think they're really bad, like comedy. But then he sticks with it because inside, to him, it's funny. Yeah. Right? So, I think the so difference- With that, yeah. I understand the art yeah. aspect of it. I think the difference between Andy Coffin and David Cho is that David Cho is actually seeking people's approval, right? Mm. Which is what he said. Mm. Like, yeah. oh, I did this because uh, people need to find me interesting. So like that kind of made me lose a lot of respect for him. I'm like, oh, you're you're not an artist. You're a TikToker. Hmm. Like, you're- Gen X- like without TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you're the Gen X without TikTok. You're doing anything and everything you can to make people feel like you're interesting and important. So you just do anything. You just, you're feeding for attention. Because mm. the Andy Kaufman thing is like, I just do it for myself. I don't give a fuck whether you laugh or not. I'm enjoying right. myself. Right. For him, he's like, oh, do you like me? Do mm. people think I'm interesting? Do people think I'm weird? Oh, maybe I should say more weird shit. Maybe I should do more weird shit. It's like sad. Yeah. And it made me lose a lot of respect for him. Because I just couldn't, like now I see him in a very different light. I'm like, oh, you're a dweeb. You're a fucking loser. If I, if I give him the um, uh, benefit of the doubt of looking at him as an artist, 
not as an actor, not as a comedian, not as a podcaster or whatever. That's he's an artist, and if his life and his behavior is his art, I respect it. But maybe not my thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, but I think people yeah. people will lose that whether whatever the fuck he's doing because he does so so much random things. Who knows what they're about because it's quote unquote art. That yeah, maybe it's the cycle of probably almost every artist who gets into some certain age where it's like we've seen it. You see, well, what's next? What's like, next? I got to do something bigger and better. But he can't. He can't have an online presence anymore because people are going to attack him. Of course, he yeah. raped somebody. It's like, what do you? How do you come back from that? Yeah. You know what I mean? You openly said you raped a girl, like allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. And then he takes it back saying, oh, I was just joking. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, dog. Like, I Allegedly. Don't. Yeah. And he goes, oh, by the way, I'm also a liar. It's like. Oh. Allegedly. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> like I, so I think. I, yeah. It's like, you could say anything then. Like, I don't yeah. know what anything is real. Like, you saying that this. Li- That's why I'm saying it's just really hard. He kind of broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, ugh. Before we move on, should we get into that celebrity news? No, we don't have enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot again. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. I know we didn't go deep into the One Piece thing. That's the most I'm willing to talk about it. And it's just about animation in general and how it translates. I don't think it does a very good job. And who knows who's going to do a good job on this next. Hopefully, the next season will be a lot better. Yeah. Oh, I heard they're making a One Piece anime remake. Oh. Like, yeah. So they're going to consolidate it consolidate all. Consolidate it. Like, get rid of all the bullshit and the fillers and whatever and do just adapt closer to the manga but with modern animation oh that would be yeah. fucking great HD, i would love that 4k let's yeah, fucking do that dope ass animation so that's coming like sometime soon yeah yeah well genius brain every sundays at 12 p.m uh secret society s-c-r-t-s-o-c-i-e-t-y.com if you guys are in waikiki make sure you check out my matcha spot jumbi matcha it's at the royal hawaiian you can catch ed at his podcast uh, Bible study at Momo, and you can find me on Ed Park VP. Yes, on whatever socials. Genius Brand every Sunday is at twelve PM. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.